All right, let's go ahead and do Scary Shit Part 2. Okay. Do you like how I'm naming these Scary Shit? You know, it's like... Yeah, it's a, like Scary Shit Nights. Yeah, we used to do Scary Shit Nights as kids. We're recording, so maybe I'll throw this in at the beginning. But, uh, yeah, it would be like... How, we would do Scary Shit Nights all the time. It'd be like midnight. Mm. We wouldn't have anything to do. We're, what, 17, 18? Sure, let's go find something scary to do. Let's yeah, let's... let's Let's go to Alton, Illinois. That's supposed to be a really haunted city. And not have never any, found anything. Not have any information about what's supposed to be haunted or where to go. Right, but we went. No, oh. uh, we went to the Decatur cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Just broke in there. My favorite were like little small town cemeteries, like the like you drove yeah. into. Those are fun. Yeah, that never, one time we never to vandalize or anything like that. I want to make that clear. Uh, you must forget. Not the cemeteries. No, we, I mean, oh right. Yeah, we weren't. <laughs> kicking over headstones or any of that nonsense. No, 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 no. We were very respectful. Respectful. Respectful? Yeah, respectful. (laughs) It's late. All right, John, let's hop in here. Okay. All right. Hey, guys, we're back. Tyler Winters here with John Peerman. And as you know, it's spooky season, and we (laughs) we know how you emos love your spooky stories. So we're going to celebrate this Halloween month with a couple of believed to be true scary stories. So this month... We're sharing scary stories with you. We're discussing them at the end, and we'll see if we believe them or not. So, John, let's go ahead and kick off. How about I go first this time? All right. You went first last time. Fine. All right. So I want to thank Reddit user MJFarmer147 for letting me read this one. They claim that this is their true story. So, And I do want to add before I start reading, John, like this one is actually more heartwarming than scary. Okay. Um, But I'm going to tell you ahead of time that I already believe this one is true 100%, and I'll explain why afterward. All right. All right. The story is called, I Saw My Grandfather at His Own Funeral. Here we go. My grandfather died in 1995 due to emphysema and other health concerns. He was in his early 60s and left us prematurely as he had many people who loved and depended on him, including many young grandchildren. I was only four years old, almost five at the time, when he passed, and I don't remember much from this darker time in life, but I remember his funeral extremely vividly. I was in a funeral home that has multiple parlors and many hallways throughout the building. I remember being outside of his parlor and seeing him across the room. We locked eyes. I walked over to him. After all, he was my grandpa, and I did not realize at the time that he had passed on. We began our usual, as we were two peas in a pod and had a special relationship, and we held hands and walked through the halls. Much of the conversation I do not recall, but I do remember showing him the lounge area, as that was my favorite place to be because of all the snacks and vending machines. As we approached the area where we had met, we stopped, and he said to me, Michael, I have to go now. He had vanished, literally leaving my hand empty in the air. I can still see my empty hand and remember the shock and confusion. The part that helps me to think this was an authentic experience, and this is something my grandmother, aunt, and mother remember well and were concerned for years about, as I approach the open casket, my mother picks me up. I see my grandpa there, in his peace, and I begin, confused, to relentlessly ask why grandpa was in a casket, and what is wrong with him. My mother told me, crying, and I remember this clearly, Michael, honey, he is dead. He is gone and not coming back. I was in disbelief, 
arguing. No, 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 no. I just saw him. He's outside. After this, I remember us all crying together, but that is all. I never spoke about it until I was about 12 or 13 years old. I was at my grandmother's, and her health was wavering at the time. I had been thinking about it a lot with her being in that state and having memories of my experience, and I finally broke down and told them what I had remembered. Again, we cried, and they didn't believe I could remember that or that I had held on to it through all those years of childhood. They, in a way, directly corroborate my experience for me and at least solidifying it in my head as a final goodbye from one of my favorite human beings as they remember the scene at the casket. They were always too afraid to ask me about it, maybe to protect me from emotional anguish. My grandmother, for the remaining year or so she was with us, would ask me to tell the story anytime I would visit her. She also claims to have woken up one day feeling my grandfather laying next to her. She said she could feel it was him as if she went to bed next to him and woke up together. She never told anyone that until I had shared my story. The end. So... I said before I started reading this story that I believe this to be 100% true because it didn't happen to me, but it happened to my baby cousin who's now 29. So, what? My gra- <laughs> yeah, my grandmother died in like 2001, I think, maybe. And the story goes and I had to text my aunt this. I asked her about it today. But he saw, like, so we did the funeral and everything, and then we walked outside. And he was probably, how old was I at 2015? So 16. he was probably 16. He was probably eight or nine at this point, okay? So he's a kid. And he walks out, and he asks my aunt, his mom, who is that lady in the blue shirt? And she She's like, I don't, I don't see a lady in a blue shirt. Nobody saw a lady in a blue shirt. And I guess this, he said that it was grandma. Like he saw her like standing there when she was in the other room in the casket. So I don't know. I believe that, uh, I believe this one. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I hear stuff like this all the time and it's always, it's always kids mm-hmm. like that are more, that seem like to be more, uh, Kids of a certain age that wouldn't dismiss, like immediately dismiss it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's almost like they have to be open to the possibility that. Right. Or just, you know, ignorant to the fact that they're gone or something, you know, not only say ignorant, but just, you know, no, you don't, you don't mean it in a negative light. It's just, yeah. Using it as, you know, the word that it is. Ignant. So ignorant. But yeah, I believe that one, and and I like that story. That's a good, uh, that's a good story. I think yeah. it's heartwarming. That's uh, you. You hope that things are that way, and they are there. So, yeah, exactly. You, some ghost stories you want to be true. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This one, however, absolutely. will haunt your dreams. <laughs> okay. Does this one have a name? Um, this is from a long string of similar to the story I read last week. And this comes from a thread of search and rescue stories. So a guy had a Reddit thread and would just tell, you know, experiences he had like doing search and rescue for missing hikers and things like that. Okay. Um, so, but this is, he made mention of seeing staircases like in the woods. So just n- no, not even from a house, just like random staircases, just out in the woods 
That sounds fucked up. Uh huh. So All right, let let's me go. Locate it here. So we're gonna credit uh, Search and Rescue Woods. All right, is our original author's name here. Okay. My buddy has been a search and rescue officer for about seven years. He started when he was a junior in college, and he had a very similar experience when he first encountered the stairs. His trainer told him almost the same thing mine did, which was never go near, touch, or ascend them. For the first year, he did just that, but apparently his curiosity got the better of him. And on one call, he broke away from the line and went to check a set of them out. He said they were about 10 miles from the path where a teenage girl had vanished, and the dogs were following a scent. He was on his own, lagging behind the main group when he saw a set of stairs off to his left. They looked like they were from a new house because the carpeting was pristine and white. He said that as he got closer, he didn't feel any different or hear any weird noises. He was expecting something to happen, like bleeding from his ears or collapsing, but he got right up next to them and didn't feel anything. The only thing he said that was odd was that there was absolutely no debris on the steps. No dirt, no leaves, no dust, nothing. And there didn't appear to be any signs of animal or insect activity in the immediate area, which he found strange. It was less like things were avoiding them and more like they just happened to be in a relatively barren part of the forest. He touched the stairs and didn't feel anything except that sort of sticky feeling you get from new carpet. Making sure his radio was on, he slowly climbed the stairs. He said it was terrifying because the way they'd been stigmatized, he wasn't really sure what was going to happen with him. He joked that half of him expected to be teleported to some other dimension and the other half was watching for a UFO to come swooping down. But he got to the top with a little event and stood there looking around. But he said the longer he stood on the top step, the more he felt like something was very, very wrong. He described it as a feeling you get if you're a part of a government building you have no business being in, as if something, someone was going to come and arrest you or shoot you in the back of the head at any second. He tried to brush it off, but the feeling got stronger and stronger. That's when he realized that he couldn't hear anything anymore. The sounds of the forest were gone, and he couldn't hear his own breathing. It's like some kind of weird, awful tinnitus, but more oppressive. He climbed back down and rejoined the search and didn't mention what he'd done. But he said the weirdest part came after. His trainer was waiting back at the welcome center after the search ended for the day, and he cornered my buddy before he could leave. said the trainer had this look of intense anger, and he asked what was wrong. You went up then, didn't you? My buddy said it wasn't phrased as a question. He asked how his trainer knew. The trainer just shook his head. Because we didn't find her. The dogs lost her scent. My buddy asked what that had to do with anything. The trainer asked how long he'd been on the stairs, and my buddy said, no more than a minute. The trainer gave him this really awful, almost dead-eyed look and told him that if he ever went up another set of stairs again, he'd be fired immediately. The trainer walked away, and I guess he's never answered any of the questions my buddy has asked about it since. The end. Okay, so this is kind of leaves a little cliffhanger, but... Mm-hmm. We don't know if there's a, another part to this. Um, so I have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. First of all, do you believe it? That there's stairs in the woods? Well, Or just the this, story in general? I believe that there's um, probably stairs in the yes. woods. I feel like this one's hard to believe because I had a lot of questions. Like, First, I don't think anybody would do that alone had, th- had they known about you know the stigma of mm-hmm. these stairs. But then he's climbing the stairs and he's like, I feel like either a UFO is going to get me or I'm going to be portaled to someplace. Like, that's what you're thinking? Like, that would not be what I would think. Mm -hmm. Additionally, I wonder what the stairs had anything to do with the dogs losing the scent. Is it just, does it break 
reality when you get up on top of the stairs and I don't know, like, because he couldn't hear anything. No, I feel like they're, uh, earlier in the thread, there's a story that kind of establishes the stairs. Okay. I remember when I found the thread, it was several years ago, and that was, like, the most interesting. But if let me dig into these more, and I can find the, the original. Yeah, that would be a good follow-up, especially for the next one that we do. Yeah. So, yeah, if you could find that, that'd, be, dig in a little that'd bit. be awesome. That'll just keep, keep people thinking. I, I like that one, though. No, but I feel like we've seen like some abandoned like foundations and stuff in the woods. So like seeing a staircase makes sense. Yeah, no, I I don't doubt that. I bet there's some weird weird stuff in the woods. But um, so I'll leave leave us with a, a little something too. So Em and I, my wife, were out to eat uh, for our anniversary last month. And I don't even know how we got on the topic. Maybe I was telling her that you and I were planning on doing these types of shows in October. Mm. And so we got on the subject of ghosts. And she goes, oh, I forgot to tell you. I'm like, okay. She goes, Emily, for context, she works from home. Um, and so this day, I guess, I think the kids must have been home from school. And Emily was working. Because I wasn't home. And we also have a dog. So that, that's important to the story. But she says that this has happened a couple times, right? So she works in our bedroom. That's where her office is. And so it's right next to the hallway. She will be working with her back to the hallway. And she has heard, like, footsteps go down the hallway. And sometimes she'll see something out of the corner of her eye, like, walk down the hallway. Well, this one time this happened, the kids were home. So M just chalked it up to, you know, one of the kids was walking down the hallway. They got up and walked down the hallway. The dog was alerted when this happened. Mm. So he like perked up, you know. And so Emily ends up taking a break and I guess she goes out and she realizes the kids, neither of our kids are up. And so later on when the kids woke up, she asked them both. She's like, did either of you come out earlier and like go down the hallway and then go back to bed? And they're like, no, this is, I just now got up. So, and she, Emily said that this has happened a couple times. Mm. So, I don't know. Dog gets alerted too, so it's not just mm. Emily that's. Uh, well, you just think if it was one things. of the kids, the dog might follow him too. So exactly. So I don't know. I know there there have been a couple previous owners for our house. So I don't know. Kind of weird. Yeah, surprisingly, our house has only had two owners. I think so. Really. Yeah. Yeah, or I as think old as it is, it's pretty. I feel like there's been two owners for our house, and our house isn't that old. Our house was built in 2004, yeah, so house it's not even like 20 years old. 1960, so it's pretty crazy. It's only had two. Emily does say though that she sometimes gets weird vibes from this house, so I don't know. Well, you never know what it's buried on, you know. Oh, that's true. It was one of the first houses in the neighborhood too. So there you go. Who knows? All right. Let's go ahead and close out. All right. All right, guys. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you're really digging our show, please help. Cons- please help. If you're really digging our show, please, please consider <laughs> please consider helping us spread the word and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and or on Spotify. A five-star review would be greatly appreciated. And please let us know what you're liking most about the show and also what you'd like to hear more of. So with that, thanks again. And remember, spread love. Peace.